You're now listening to the Co-op Podcast on thecoalition.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 268 of the Co-op Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Billy Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. It's, it's been a long week for, for both of us, I think. But yeah, uh, as usual, we're here to discuss the latest in, in video games. So that's a, that's a positive. That that, 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 that that is a positive. Uh, we, I mean, we are right now in the first week of October. You know, this whole month is going to be crazy as far as uh, video game releases, you know, pretty much everything, everything entertainment. So, yeah, a little, a little tired, a little worn out this week. I know I've been pretty busy doing a few other things outside of just, you know, looking at games. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to power through today's show because we definitely have a couple of things to talk about. So it should be fun. Um, so before we get into all of the topics for this week, we're going to let you all know what we have been playing. And I'm going to start off with you, Gary. Uh, what did you get a chance to play this week, if anything? Yeah, uh, so as always, Overwatch. Nothing um, really new to report there, except that uh, the, the Halloween event is kicking off next week. And uh, they've... They revealed two of the new skins that are coming. Uh, the one for Doomfist and Widowmaker. So you guys can check those out online. Um, but yeah, besides that, I also played some more Dragon Quest XI. Uh, and I'm still very much enjoying that. Uh, the thing is with this game, it's like you can't compare it to a lot of other JRPGs in terms of like the story. Because the story is really... Uh, it's really like simple. Uh, you know, it's it's like a simple, fun, and cheerful kind of story. It ha- it doesn't really have as much depth as like a Final Fantasy game, or you know, a Persona Five or something like that. Uh, it's just a straightforward, you know, chill uh, story. But you know, the gameplay itself is very like you know, it's it's fun. It's fun to play. Um, and you know it's turn-based as well. It's it's a traditional turn-based kind of RPG. Uh, and one of the things I discovered today, because the thing is with JRPGs, is like you unlock new features like you know hours into the game. And I'm like six hours in, and I just like discovered the forging mode, how you can forge equipment. And one thing I like about it is that uh, instead of like most games. The, the level of equipment you can build depends on the materials you gather and your forge skill, I guess, like your, your skill to forge equipment or whatever. But with this, there's an actual mini game for you forging the equipment. So like you making the, the armor or the weapons is a mini game. And depending how you how well you do it, that mini game depends on how good the armor comes out. So I like that. Because uh, that's that's a bit of a difference to how other games approach it. Because you know, 
it it really depends on how you how well you you uh perform with that mini game so i think that's a cool touch there but um yeah i mean besides that it's it's a super chill game definitely not one of the best jrpgs i've played in a long time it doesn't beat persona 5 or anything but you know as a, a jrpg it's satisfying uh the art style is is really amazing um so yeah i'm, I'm enjoying it sounds good yeah I, I definitely would like to try out dragon quest uh don't really have any idea when i would get a chance to do that because uh it, it definitely won't be this month though i can confirm that much it's way too many other games that i have to you know that we have to cover so on and so forth so but definitely we'll check it out once my schedule clears up all right so oh no you're gonna say something else uh no i was just gonna say yeah i mean if if you are into these types of games then it's worth checking out but i don't know if, if you're if you're gonna really get into it though because well, well here's a question What's up? somebody who is just starting this you know, to, to actually play this series, do you think this is a great game to start like a new a new player? Yeah, I mean, because this is my start into this series as well. And uh, just like Final Fantasy, each one of these games is different. Like, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, it, it's got its own uh, separate story from the rest of the games. So, yeah, I mean, this is a good place to start. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know. Just uh, got to make time to play some of this stuff. Because like I said, there's too many games out now. But, you know, once the schedule clears up, maybe I will be able to give it a chance. We'll, we'll see what happens. So um, as for what I've been playing, I've been really playing two games uh, for, for the most part this week. I definitely wanted to play more, but I've had a very, very busy schedule uh, all week long. Um, so as far as what I have been playing... First and foremost, uh, still playing Forza Horizon 4. Um, hands down, the best racing game this generation. I, I have to say that. I said uh, Forza Horizon 3, it, it was the best at, you know, when that came out two years ago. But I think now, after you know, I've played a lot, a lot of different racing games, now having played Forza Horizon 4, um, and I still will have a review for it, but I, I have to say, without a doubt, this is the best racing game this generation. It's not a, this is my guess, no. This this is my opinion on it, my full opinion on it. That's my thoughts. Just because there's so many great things about the game. Um, I mean, there's a lot to do. Uh, you know, as I said last week, it's, it's a ton of things to do, a lot of cars to collect. Uh, obviously, if you're not a racing game fan, the game isn't for you. But if you do like racing, you do like uh, exploration, then you you absolutely you absolutely will love this game. So uh, I have to give a lot of credit to Playground Games for putting out a fantastic product. Uh, as I said, I still am going to be reviewing the game. Uh, I would say within the next couple of days. So make sure you check that out on the website for some more thoughts. But um. Yeah, I just can't say enough about it. Great, great, great racing game. Very fun, relaxing game to sit back and play after you've had a long week. So if you do have Game Pass, you should download this game ASAP. Don't even think twice about it. Um, and if you do want to actually go out and get the Ultimate Edition, either way, 
you're getting a lot of value for your money because there's a lot of content. I know that there's going to be a lot more coming to the game because they're going to they constantly have events every day, every week in Forza that you can participate in. So there is no shortage of 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 there's no shortage no shortage of content whatsoever across the board. So definitely check it out if you're interested. Um, and stay tuned for my review in the next couple of days. Uh, also, I got a chance to play another game, uh, a game that uh, I know Gary he has told me off camera multiple times. Man, I just can't wait to get my hands on this game. And of course, that game is WWE 2K19. Yes, 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 yes. I've had a chance to play that now for a few days. And um, I have to say, there is going to be a review coming for that as well. Uh, today is the day to get the game actually launched. The uh, for those that pre-ordered the uh, gold edition or the deluxe edition, game came out today. Um, I have to say, as a wrestling fan, some aspects about this game I'm totally fine with. But then when I always go back to the discussion of with 2K, when you think of 2K, you look at what they've done with the NBA 2K series. The presentation is on point in that game. We can criticize the microtransactions that they have in the game because I think that is the biggest issue with the NBA 2K series now. Um, but when I when I think about the quality and the presentation, what Visual Concepts does with the NBA 2K license is fantastic. What they're doing, though, however, with WWE 2K, it's just absolutely, you know, it, it's no reason for it to be this messed up. You have a lot of people on that roster that aren't in the game, one of which is the current NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. He is not in the game at all. And it's funny because he was in the game last year, in the last game. So they could have easily just added this guy in there. You know, you don't they don't have to take time to rescan the guy again. I mean, just add the same character model model, because a lot of the character models they have are, are the same anyway, every every single year. But um Little stuff like that is very annoying. Uh, the commentary in the game, pretty much the exact same commentary that has been in every of the, the last couple of games. And it, it doesn't make sense from a presentation standpoint, because if you actually watch NXT, you actually watch SmackDown, you would know that there are certain people on commentary that they have on the show. But instead, they just have the three same commentators on every single show when you're actually playing these matchups, which is very unrealistic. And then the showcase mode, which is about Daniel Bryan and his rise to glory, is once again the same commentary, but there's a lot of things that are inaccurate from that standpoint because you know the people who are comment who are commentating on these matches, they weren't even in WWE at the time when Daniel Bryan was there that, that early on in his career. So there's a lot of nitpicky stuff that I have, complaints that I have about the game. But um I will give them credit and say that I appreciate the fact that they're trying to do more with their uh, my career mode this 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 year because I've been playing through that and that's pretty pretty good so far. You know, you start out as an indie wrestler on NXT, you do get a contract for NXT and you do have opportunities to rise up and they have a lot of different things that happen on your journey uh, to actually becoming a superstar that are very intriguing. But uh, for the most part, as a whole. Uh, so far, I guess you could say the game is okay, but again, for what I would expect from a 2K game, for the standards of the presentation, it just doesn't it just doesn't meet those expectations at all, and that's very disappointing. 
Um, so I'll definitely have more to say on the game early next week. You know, the actual launch date of the regular edition is on Tuesday, but I will have a review sometime between now and Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. But um, I just want to say if, if you're a wrestling fan, you don't really care about certain things that are accurate in the game, then maybe this game is, is for you. But if you are someone that does care about things being accurate and does care about certain people being on the roster that aren't in the game, then you absolutely will not. You will be very, very disappointed with what this game has to offer. Um, obviously, I know that they have a very short uh, time to work on these games because since, since it is a yearly release, I think that's understood. But um, they just have to do better. And if they need to take a year off to really refine and get things back in the, into a good place, I think they definitely should do that. But um, I'll have more to say on it soon, so stay tuned for my review. Yes. So um, you have something you want to say, Gary? Because I know you're looking forward to this game. Oh uh, no, I'm just wondering like what it's gonna take for them to actually make a good WWE game again. Because these games used to be amazing, like you know, back in the day. Like, but for, I, think, I feel like they for the past ten years they've just all sucked, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's gonna take them actually researching WWE, actually taking a longer period of time. I think this is all about the, the, the development time. If they had a year to put together a great wrestling game, like, I mean, I mean, not like, like, I mean, a year on top of their regular time cycle, then this game could be better. Um, a, a lot of the stuff in 2K19 is, is pretty much the same as 2K18. They just, you know, they change, they make a few cosmetic changes here or there to like the layout is different. And don't get me wrong, the menu system, everything that they, where they lay out the game, how to access different stuff, some stuff they added is is good, it's, it's great, but um, I just feel like it, it, there's a lot of aspects about the game that should be better, and if you are going to make this a simulation type experience, you need to be as accurate as possible to the source material, which they aren't. Um, so I think they need to make a decision whether or not this is going to be a simulation game or just a game, just a fun game where it, everything is not so heavy into the simulation aspect. I think if they make that decision, then they may end up having a better product at the end of the day. But that's that's just my opinion. And again, I, I'm no expert. You know, uh, the game is still going to sell for fans of WWE. I'm pretty sure of that. So I do expect to see it in MPD numbers for October. I don't know how high it's going to be on there because there are other titles coming out this month that are a much bigger deal. But um it's going to be in that top 10. I guarantee that. And NBA will be up there with it as well. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what we'll see about that. But yes, stay tuned for my review in the next couple of days for that as well. Um, lastly, I, I, I do want to say two quick things before we jump into the topics. I did get a chance to see two movies recently. And I one of these movies I, I will highly recommend. And I've been telling everybody that they need to go see it. The movie is called The Hate You Give. Now, there have been trailers for this movie. It is based on a book. I know uh, a, quite a, a number of people have seen a lot of the trailers for the movie, and they're all intrigued by it. I, I can tell you right now, I think this is one movie that everybody should see. It is a must-see movie for the year because um, it does deal with a lot of very sensitive topics. And then you think about just the whole narrative of how police officers treat uh 
black people in general uh yeah that that particular narrative in this movie is done it's done so well uh that um i believe that it's a, it's a very powerful message that i think everybody should be mindful of you know i know people don't like to have race relations conversations but this is a movie that's going to start conversations and hopefully everyone does go out and see the movie i know that it is out in certain uh cities right now but the actual release date worldwide is october 19th so make sure that you do get a chance to check it out uh we are going to have a review for it and i believe we're also going to do a podcast for it so stay tuned for both of those things uh i want to say within the next week or so but um i definitely think you should check it out if you are interested if you saw the trailer you was intrigued by that yeah you definitely should see the movie because you may be surprised just how much stuff is said in that movie of importance um but yeah check that out and uh as for my last comment on another movie that i saw which i don't necessarily recommend that you go out and see immediately this is again another movie that uh gary said he can't wait to see and that movie is called venom i saw that last night oh, and Lord. yes i saw it last night and i, I want to say this right now um tom hardy is, is good i mean he's a, he's a good he's a good actor he does a decent job in the movie but there's a lot of things with this movie that just do not work at all on any standpoint um of, of course the choice of villain you know we already seen who the, who the villain is in the actual trailers um and they do have other symbiotes that do appear in the film i don't want to give away any spoilers uh obviously the only thing i was intrigued about after i saw the movie was the after credit scene where it reveals what could potentially happen if it is greenlit for a sequel um like i said i'm not going to reveal any spoilers but I, I will just say this is a movie that it would have been better if spider-man was involved in the film because most of the film deals with the relationship between eddie and venom which is fine but a lot of people ask the question when you make a Venom movie, how can you think it's going to be successful if Spider-Man is not in the movie? And and I think that that is a valid question you have to ask because a lot of things about this movie were just silly, over the top. The jokes were a little, you know, some of them were okay. They were pretty funny. Other ones just didn't hit at all. But um, I just think, you know, and of course, you know, Stan Lee does make an appearance because he tries to have cameos in all these Marvel movies. So he is in this movie also. But um, I just think... In terms of the quality of movies that Marvel puts out on a consistent basis, uh, I know Sony worked on this product, so this is their movie, but uh, Marvel should be careful about uh, working with Sony on some of these projects. That, that That's all I'll say. I mean, I'm glad that they uh, gave uh, permission to have Spider-Man back in, the, in, in their movies. That's fine, but they got to be careful with just letting Sony do all these other movies they want to connect to the same universe. So... But with that said, if you did get a chance to check out the movie, definitely leave your comments because I'm curious to hear what you thought about the movie. Uh, but please don't don't do any spoilers yet because there are some people that they may actually want to see this movie this weekend. Uh, so definitely don't spoil anything for them. But we will be talking about this movie uh, a little bit more in, in more detail, uh, perhaps later in the month after everybody's had a chance to see it. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's all over the place. That's all I'll say. <laughs> all right. Um, that pretty much concludes what we have been playing and, and also what I got a chance to see this week. So we're just going to dive right into the news topics. Uh, this very first topic 
I'm going to go to you, Gary, because, I mean, I feel like this is a game that was created specifically for, for you, because I know you're a huge Harry Potter fan. So uh, apparently there was some news that leaked out that there is a new Harry Potter game that is currently in development over at Warner Brothers. So, Gary, what was your initial reaction once you heard this news? Yeah, so it, it was the footage that leaked. Uh, it leaked online and, you know, uh, it kind of blew up. And at first, everyone was associating this with Rocksteady. Like, they thought this, you know, was they assumed this was the, the, the new Rocksteady game that they were working on because, you know, we, it's been reported that they're working on a game for Warner Brothers and everyone assumed it was Spider, uh, sorry, not Spider Man, uh, Superman, you know, or or the Flash, um, and then you know this leaked, and then people were tying it to Rocksteady. But uh, later on, it was said that this might not necessarily be from Rocksteady, but it is a Warner Brothers game, of course. But yeah, it's a it's a Harry Potter RPG. Uh, it's you know full 3D, full character models. It's not, you know, animated or cartoonish like the previous Harry Potter games that came out before. It's like a real realistic, you know, um, Harry Potter world and you can create your own wizard and, you know, you do all sorts of awesome magic spells. You fight ogres and other beasts and stuff like that. And this is this is all I've ever wanted from a Harry Potter game, to be honest with you. Like this is this looks like it has real potential, like it. All I've ever wanted is like a more mature version, like of Harry Potter, and this this seems like it. You know, this seems like it could be it, like a mature version of you know the Harry Potter universe, and I think this could turn out to be amazing. You know, especially for Harry Potter fans, and just the fact that it's an RPG, you know, that you can create your own wizard, and then you know maybe you you can um you can upgrade your skills and learn new spells and things like that i think this has uh, a lot of potential so i you know i want to see who developed this um who actually is the developer because uh, i mean that matters a lot uh, in terms of what to expect but um it's good to know that it's coming and uh, my question is when were they actually planning to announce this because if this footage leaked i would assume that they were going to announce it pretty soon um so i mean could it have been the video game awards perhaps or uh you know i mean I, I would assume that they were planning to announce this pretty soon and it seems like the the game is running pretty well already so what's your thoughts on it rich so i, I I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just keep it real and i hope that people will not get angry when i say this um i haven't been keeping up with any of the harry potter movies um and, 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 you know, any games, movies, I just haven't really been into that type of serious. That doesn't mean that it's it's a bad serious. It's just that I, I don't really recall what movies were out during the, the time that that was out that I was watching instead of this. It could have been anything else. I don't know. Of course, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fans, but I don't know if this movie, this movie was out at, at those particular same times. I have to go back and check that. But I will say that um, the people who are looking forward to the game, I think this is awesome news because I didn't even know that they were still doing anything with this franchise in terms of making games. Uh, as for when the announcement could be made, well, we do know that uh, there actually is a movie coming out in November, you know, uh, Fantastic Beasts 2. 
So I would be thinking that that announcement was going to happen closer to around the time that movie was coming out. Because uh, that, that is an option that they could do with that. But um, in terms of what I seen from from a, you know some of the leaked images and so on and so forth yeah it, it, it looks very intriguing uh i don't know for sure if it's a game that i would want to pick up because i i figure that you have to be a fan of the series or into that type of lore to really get into it i mean i don't know but once again once they actually announce it and they reveal the footage so on and so forth then i may be even more intrigued and i may actually pick it up but um Obviously, for fans of Harry Potter, it, it's a very big, very, very, very awesome thing to hear. I know David Jagno uh, was very excited to see this announced because I did speak with him briefly. I know he was excited about this. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are huge Harry Potter fans, um, they this is a game that they absolutely will pick up day one. They'll be looking forward to. I'm just waiting to see what what when Warner Brothers makes this announcement. And yeah, the Video Game Awards show is another great pick. Um I also, though, I want to know what the hell Rocksteady is doing because I've seen reports this week about they're working on a Justice League game. Um, all of this, these are rumors, of course. There's not really anything set in stone yet because they haven't revealed any information yet. But um, I'm more curious to know what they're working on since they have been quiet for so long uh, about this. And in this other project here, this very well could be you know, could be in development and being made by the same team that worked on the other Batman Arkham games. Uh, they worked on that other Arkham game that came out in between... Origin, I think. Was it Origins? Was it Origins? Yeah, I think it was Origins. Yeah, this could be work be done by that team because we haven't heard anything of what they're working on either. So they could be the ones that's developing this Harry Potter game. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait a little bit longer to see what the plan is. Uh, I will admit right now, when I went to E3 this year, you know, obviously, when I got the email about E3, about scheduling an appointment with Warner Brothers, they said that there were two unannounced games that they were going to be showing at E3. So, obviously, I was getting excited thinking, oh, this is probably the Rocksteady game. And instead, what it was is the Lego DC Villains game and Hitman 2. So... I mean, while both of those games were great, you know, I went to check out both games that they were fun. But, man, I was like, what, what the hell is going on with, with, with the Rocksteady game? What's going on with the next Mortal Kombat? Those were the announcements I expected at E3. So this is a situation where these games are probably they could get shown or teased at the Video Game Awards show. That's a possibility. Or they could just save this announcement for E3 next year or somewhere within that time frame. Um, but, um as I said, definitely a big, big news for Harry Potter fans. Uh, and, you know, I do like RPGs, so who knows? I may enjoy this game, but until I see footage, I really can't say too much about what I think about it. I, I just, uh, we need to see more on it, I think. Yeah. 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 And I understand that. And uh, But, you know, for, for the people who are familiar with, like, the Harry Potter stories and the lore and everything i think it's 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 good that now because i mean we all know harry potter his, like harry potter's story you know he his story has been told largely for like you know the past 18 years or so or even longer than that you know um so we're familiar with the harry potter story but what i think is cool is that now they're branching out to tell more stories within this universe and 
that's what the the Fantastic Beasts movie is doing. It's telling more stories, you know, within the Harry Potter universe. And I think that this game also has the the uh, ability to expand you know, on that on all the the Harry Potter lore because you know there seems like this game isn't actually going to be taking part you know uh where through harry's story so i i think that's a big deal because there's a lot of potential in the world that jk rowling created so just the fact that you know we're now getting new stories is a big deal i think and uh uh, i think there's a lot of potential there oh yeah absolutely and, and just just so I understand clearly, the Fantastic Beast that that pretty much leads up to the it's first uh, the trilogy. Yeah, so it, it's a prequel to to so it's set before Harry was born, basically, yeah, like okay. before Voldemort, before Harry, and all that stuff. So. so 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 they could still have these characters in this game, but they just won't be the main uh, focal point of the story. Yeah, I mean, th- this game to me seems like it's more of a modern story, so it seems like it might take place after Harry, like after Harry's story, maybe. Okay. But um, I don't know. It it could be, it could be before as well. I don't know. We don't know all the details, but but yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. But I, I think it should be set after Harry's story because then they can fill in the blanks of what happened after Voldemort and stuff. So okay. That okay. would be cool. That's good. That sounds good. So, um, definitely looking forward to hearing more about the game, um, as well as the other games that want that Warner Brothers is working on. So, um, just going to stay tuned for more information on that. But, um, any other thoughts uh, before we move on to the next topic? No, that's pretty much it. Okay, so uh, next up. This is once again a continuation of the story that we initially spoke about two weeks here on the on the co-op. You know, we spoke about it last week and then the week before, and that is the fact that there has once again been another update in the ongoing saga with Telltale Games. Uh, of course, the latest update is that when they initially announced that there were going to be 25 people staying on to work on this Minecraft Netflix uh, deal, uh, well, all those people have been laid off now. So currently there is nobody working at at um, Telltale right now. Telltale is still trying to get partners involved to to finish telling Clementine's story because, you know, for those that picked up the final season of The Walking Dead, they know that episode three and four were in jeopardy. Uh, Episode two was released uh, the the end of the end of September. But um, Telltale has been trying to get other companies involved in trying to help them finish and hire on, you know, rehire some of the other people that they fired, that they let go, uh, bring some of those people back to work on episode three and four. So um, I do have something to say about that. But uh, before we get into that, what are your thoughts, Gary, on this, this, this now this update with the Telltale games, the fact that there's no one there now? Uh, what do you think is going to happen next with them? And do you think that episode three and four will ever get released? Uh, well, this is very sad to hear, uh, very disappointing. And I mean, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't bring about good hopes for the walking dead episode three and four to be released now. Um, now that the whole team is pretty much gone. Uh, this raises a lot of questions 
because you know they were working on that minecraft uh experience for netflix right so does this mean that netflix refused to to aid them in their development like they because they knew what was going on i assume so like they could have given them some sort of funding to help them finish the project but i guess they didn't um and you know now they're just they've just closed up shop completely um so that's pretty concerning right there um and also you know i'm hearing that uh telltale they want to kind of negotiate with other studios with other game studios to uh to to help them finish off the walking dead you know they want uh other game studios to try and hire their staff just to finish off those two episodes um so that you know people who bought it will have the the complete package and everything so it'll be interesting to see if uh any other game studios out there or game publishers answer their call and you know um finish that final product uh, i'm sure they will receive some support because a lot of other uh studios and publishers seemed very sympathetic towards telltale when the whole thing happened so i'm sure someone will eventually step in and and hire those people and help them finish that project but, um i guess we just gotta wait and see but for the moment it just seems like this new story is getting worse and worse every week you know like people just continuing to be laid off and screwed over and that's a shame Oh no, it absolutely is. Uh, if there's one thing that we can say in all the, the years that we've been covering video games, um, seeing all of these companies close up shot, it's, it's a very depressing, very unfortunate circumstances. But this seems to be consistent, I would say, more, more so than anything else. I know this year there was a lot of studios that got shut down. Uh, so Telltale isn't the only one it got shut down. But the circumstances of this particular situation where there were people that they hired the same week and then that same week they were out of a job by the end of the week and, and, and also told 30 minutes, you know, given 30 minutes to leave the, the, the facilities after they told them we have to let you go. That's that's, that's absolutely insane. Um, so, you know, I could understand if there are some people that if they were to get an offer to come back they may decline it. There may be some that may not want to go back. But again, the whole thing of when you decide to work a job, you do have res responsibilities that you have to take care of. You know, a lot of people who, who didn't get the severance pay because no one got severance when they got when they left there. All those people now looking for work. Some of them may have already landed something uh, or, or they may still be looking. But the one thing that is consistent is even if you are looking for work, that doesn't mean the bills are going to stop coming in. You know, I think I, we all know how that experience is. So um, some may not necessarily want to, if they do get an offer to come back and work on this, they may not want to do it because of the way everything happened, but they may be forced to anyway because they have things they still got to take care of. But overall, besides that point, um, just what happened with Telltale is just a bad, bad, very unfortunate situation. I know we saw the chart of how the sales were for all their games uh and we did see that when they did the first season of the walking dead that was at their highest level that was the one that sold the most uh and after that was wolf among us but everything else after that just tapered off so 
obviously, you know, we can talk about the sales of the product. We can talk about the fact that there were reports about the CEO that they had previously, you know, just being greedy and not handling the money correctly and then being, you know, taken out because he, he was replaced by another CEO and now they're in, involved in a lawsuit. All of those, I'm pretty sure, could have played a factor and did play a factor in what happened with the situation with the studio. But um, it's just a bad, bad, bad circumstances. Uh, and it does give a very, very bleak picture as to how this industry is. Because one thing I, I have noticed about this game, and I believe we spoke about this. I did speak about this with Carl. We saw this right after episode one came out of the final season. I think it was about a week later, Telltale released a schedule of when you can expect episode two, three, and four. So I was impressed when I saw that because normally they don't really they not, don't really let you know that information. But then to hear later that, you know, when episode two was done, three and four are still not done. And they were giving people only a month on staff, only a month to get this stuff done. That's just ridiculous. That's the ridiculous crunch time. Obviously, don't really know how much of the game is complete, but just to know that you have a deadline you have to meet. I, I think that's insane. I would have, if I was running that company, I would have finished all of the episodes and then you release it on a schedule. Don't still be working on certain aspects of it up, up until that point. But again, that's just my own opinion on it. But um, it's a bad, bad situation. At the end of the day, what's most important is that the people who they let go, they do end up, you know, getting back on their feet, whether it's getting another job, so on and so forth, or something of, of, that, of that effect. But um, we'll see what happens with Telltale because they haven't really announced any, any you know, they did announce, I know when all this went down, they said they were going to announce what was going to happen with all this other stuff, this other uh, series that they had, what we're involved with. We never got any answer on any of that stuff yet, so... I guess that we'll, we'll get another update on Telltale in, in any given time, but um, it's just an unfortunate situation. It didn't have to go down this way, but it did, and um, just hate to see this stuff happen in general. Um, but it is what it is. And one final thing I will mention in regards to uh, what happened with uh, Netflix, I did see that Netflix is going to have an interactive episode of. Um, you know, Black uh, Black Mirror season five that's supposed to debut, I think, at the end of de of December, and I'm pretty sure that Telltale, the people who they left on that staff, they did help on some of those aspects on some of these interactive things that Netflix is trying to do to branch out and do different things. So, if that's the case, and that was the final project they worked on before they they let those people go, that's it is what it is. But um, we'll see what happens. That's all I can say because um. I've heard so many stories about this thing since everything happened with Telltale. From the fact that AMC could have, they could have done a deal with AMC and AMC declined to comment on that. And also if there was a deal in place, they, they, they released it immediately. So I don't really know what happened with Telltale, but all I can say is it's an unfortunate situation for everybody involved. And I hope that they're able to land back on their, their feet uh, sooner rather than later. So We'll see I what agree. happens. Yes, 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 absolutely. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So any other thoughts before we move on to the next topic? Not really. OK, cool. Uh, next up, talk about this. Uh, 
there's a rumor floating around that a new Nintendo Switch model is coming some sometime in 2019. Now, Nintendo hasn't released any statements on this. I know Nintendo is going to be releasing a Nintendo Switch uh, a bundle for Smash Brothers in a couple of months. So I don't think that if, they, if this if this news was in any, in any way going to be true, they definitely would not announce that now because they want people to get that Smash Brothers Wii. I mean, I mean, I mean to say uh, Switch. So, um, what, what what do you think about this news regarding a, a new model coming in 2019? And do you think it's a a good or a bad idea for for Nintendo? Uh, I mean. I wouldn't say it's good or bad. I mean, it's typical Nintendo. I mean, they did it with the DS, 3DS. You know, they they always bring out these these new models. Um, I don't expect this to have like a huge technology jump or anything like that. Um, it seems like they they might put in uh, you know a better screen, better quality screen or something, um, and uh, you know perhaps they'll change a few things like the memory or something maybe or. Uh, and probably the design as well. They might make some design changes. And uh, but beyond that, I don't know. Like I don't know what else they might change. Uh, you know, obviously it's going to run all the same software that the current model runs. Um, so I, I don't expect them to change too much in terms of the actual tech. It's just I, I think it's going to be some subtle design changes, and and probably the biggest thing will be the screen. Um, I saw that you know that they're, they're trying to implement. Uh, screens that are in line with current smartphones on the market, uh, but also there was a, a, you know, there was a something that said they they're probably not going to do an OLED screen, but you know, I guess it will be a higher quality screen than what you currently have on the Switch. Um, and I mean, I don't know if that's enough to even, you know, warrant people upgrading. You know, if if they already have the Switch. They probably won't want to upgrade to the new model if if it's not a significant leap. But for the new people who haven't, you know, bought Switch yet, then I guess it's good for them because then they get a, a slightly, you know, uh, more enhanced version of it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is something Nintendo's always done. They always, you know, release uh, new versions of the same thing for people to buy, and you know. Uh, hardcore Nintendo fans will probably still buy that buy it anyway, you know, even if they already have it. But um, I don't think it, it's going to be enough to to prompt the more casual people to to upgrade. But yeah, what, do you, I, what do you think about it? I, I yeah, I, I mean, I, I I pretty much agree with, with what you're saying. Um, I'm not really surprised if there is a new model coming because it feels as though. When the Switch came out, there was a lot of aspects about it that, while it's a great uh, handheld console, whatever you want to call it, um, there's a lot of great aspects to it. But it, you know, you know that there has to be some other iterations. Similar with with Xbox and, and PlayStation, you know, we had the Xbox One X and the PlayStation Four Pro, which we normally normally we wouldn't get that, you know, in in, in a console generation. But we had that with these two consoles, so. I think that it makes sense for Nintendo to do this, and also because we we already know the next PlayStation and Xbox are already in development. You know, they're not coming out next year, obviously. They probably won't be out till maybe 2020, 2021, so on and so forth. 
But when those systems come out, I would think we already know Nintendo's not going to be rushing to release whatever's coming after the Switch. So to have these revisions make sense uh, because it's probably may take them a little bit of time to really figure out what they want to do after the Switch. But um, I don't have a problem with the with the new models. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, again, as as I said, I don't really think that they would have announced this yet because. There are quite a number of people that I know are going to want to get that uh, Smash Brothers Switch that's coming out later this year. I mean, that's that's an obvious thing. You know, anytime uh, a, someone releases a console of a particular game, uh, nine times out of ten, people will go out and get that. You know, those that actually want the console and then those that want it as a collector's item. So I'm pretty sure that if they are working on a new model, they will definitely will not announce it now. But they will definitely talk about this next year if this rumor turns out to be true. Um, and it just won't be a surprise. Uh, what one thing I will say about Nintendo, and hopefully I don't get a lot of uh, shade about this, they need to figure out a better way to have this online system because it's absolutely ridiculous that you have to use the app and all this other stuff. There has to be a better way to 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 to, to utilize that feature for Switch. There has to be a better way. So they need to figure that out because if you want to have a chat with somebody while you're playing the game. You should be able to do that right straight away on the Switch right now. You shouldn't have to use a smartphone with the app, all this other stuff. It's, it's too much. It's too much. Um, and that right there, if I'm trying to talk to somebody, uh, I, I definitely, that would be, uh, that instantly would make me not even want to get the online service to if I have to know I have to go through all of that. So hopefully, whatever this new model is, they take some other stuff into consideration and also maybe have uh larger memory memory cards as well i mean there's a lot of things that they can do to improve uh the model based on giving the customers more bang for their buck but um as i say i um i don't have any issues with this announcement if it is going to happen next year all all the more power to nintendo and as you already said everybody who is a nintendo fan they may definitely go out and pick this pick this up um very similar to people who are fans of apple Every time there's a new iPhone that drops every year, they'll be, oh, oh, I don't need this iPhone, but I'm going to get it. So, yeah, I, I, this is the same thing with Nintendo. People are definitely going to go out and pick this up. Uh, so we know that for sure. But um, I'll be curious to see what this new console, what this what this, what this new model does. What, how, how is it different? And how is it more improved than the current model that they have already out in the market right now? So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, uh, Fergus Mills said uh, that they just want to, um, they want to, it's that way of cutting down on piracy. Uh, pri- uh, piracy. Ah. So, I mean, maybe that's, you know, mainly what, what it's about, I guess. But, uh, I mean, you, you're also going to have to add new features as well. So, you know, you're going to have to entice people to want to buy this new system. So, uh, it, it should be a significant, you know, change to make people want to do that. But we'll see. I, I agree, and and, 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 sh- and shout out to Mills as well. But yeah, that that's that's a good thing to consider with that. But I mean, we'll we'll see about that. I mean, obviously they can, you know, whatever their heart game is going to be next year, they can easily say we're going to have this console launch with that game to get people to pick it up. But uh, I don't know what that game is yet. Um, it could be a lot of different games. It could be a game that they haven't even announced yet, or it could be something we've already seen. 
Uh, I know, I will tell you this though, Gary, I have to ask this question. So if they do announce um, Pokemon, like a legit Pokemon game on Switch, will you then be tempted to pick up this new model, whatever it is? Oh yeah, if they give me the Pokemon game that I really want to play, then yeah, I'll, I'll buy. I'll buy it day one. Uh, j- just like how, uh, just like how you said uh, that if they make a Bowser game, you're gonna buy it. Well, hold on, uh, Bowser. Uh, Bowser. No. Oh hell, hell no! Hell no! <laughs> who, who, wait, hold on. Who said that? <laughs> uh, I heard you took a liking to the the new character Bowser. Oh hell no, no! I, that, 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 that that definitely wasn't me. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, nah, man. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's Carl. You know, maybe maybe Carl will will be interested in that. <laughs> but no. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I like I said, I I'm not. I haven't really been too impressed with any uh, Nintendo titles that I have seen. You know, obviously. Last year, the Mario Galaxy, yeah, that 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 game is fantastic, um, you know. But I haven't really seen anything yet that that does impress me. However, I will say that Starlink, when that comes to the Nintendo Switch, because that I feel is the Star Fox game that uh, that we should have gotten a long time ago. I absolutely will get that. That's no doubt about that. I am interested in that. But outside of that, I don't really know what what Nintendo game i would be interested in i have to wait and see um if they because because you know i i have to keep it real man i i like mature games i'm not i'm not saying that mario is a bad game you know obviously you know i i like to play mature games adult oriented stuff like the witcher or so on and so forth which we're going to talk about here in, in a little bit so if they don't have any of those games on the nintendo switch then i i absolutely will not I, I just I'm not going to be that interested in, in picking it up, but we'll see what the future holds because anything can happen. Oh, uh, so you want that adult-oriented content? Yes, but uh, mature, mature audiences only. And I'm not t- just make, just make it clear. I, like I said, The Witcher stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be great. Wolfenstein. Yep, that'd be great. And I know that that was on the Switch, but it came too late. It didn't launch on the Switch. Doom 2 is coming to uh, Switch same day and date as PS4 and Xbox One. So I may consider that, but but quite honestly, I don't know, man, because I, I, I just feel like I, I love my Xbox One X. I love PlayStation 4, so I, I may just stay on those consoles um, for the majority of the third-party games. But we'll see what Nintendo does in the future to get me to actually play the Switch more. Um, but yeah. we'll see. I, I, I saw Sega said that uh, they would consider putting the the Shenmue uh, remaster on on the Switch as well if enough people ask for it, um, which is cool, I guess. You know, for for Switch owners. <laughs> but my thing is, it seems like a lot of these third party games are coming to the Switch after they've already come out on other platforms, and you know, for for the people who own multiple platforms, it's like, why would you then buy that version? You know, unless you want to play it portable but uh you know it seems like a lot of these these games should just come out on the switch day one with with the other versions yeah um, but yeah i mean at least this is the most amount of third party support they've had in a long time so i guess that's a positive oh oh absolutely yeah that, that's that's definitely a positive um but yeah i mean it, it, I, for me it depends first and foremost when the game launches 
um, and what you know, because if it launches, if, it, if the game launches on PlayStation Four and Xbox uh, months ahead of ahead of coming to the Switch, then I definitely wouldn't pick it up on the Switch. And also, it just depends, you know, because I I still like getting achievements, I still like getting trophies, so that's why I say I probably will play all most of third party games on my Xbox or PlayStation. But um, any exclusives that I am interested in, yeah, I will definitely pick that stuff up on on Switch, depending on what it actually is. Um, but we'll see. I, I I will say this: if they do decide to bring Shinmu to Switch, let's hope that they fix a lot of issues, because I know Edward complained about how uh, Shinmu runs on the Xbox One. So hopefully it is optimized correctly and everything actually works the way it needs to work if it is brought to Switch. Uh, that's the only complaint that I, that something that they would definitely have to address. But other than that, it's totally fine for it to come to Switch for those that are interested in it. Indeed. So, we'll see. But uh, I believe that's it for Nintendo Switch. We're now going to move to a topic that... Um, I mean, ever since I saw this story earlier this week, I said, you know, I can't wait till we have this discussion because this is going to be... I, I have no idea what you're going to say because we didn't talk about this beforehand. I know what I'm going to say. But um, essentially, uh, you can probably... You can you can go into more detail as to what this story is about. But we do know that the author of The Witcher is now suing CD Projekt Red, trying to get $16 million basically trying to get more money for the games that were released. I believe it's Witcher 2 and 3, because he, when he did his initial deal, it was for the first Witcher game. But I guess now that he sees that the series is popular, it, you know, we have a Netflix series coming in 2020. We have the fact that, that Gerald now is going to be in Soul Calibur when it when it comes out late, later this month. So, um, obviously, he sees the money rolling in, and he wants more money. So, so Gary... I'm going to go to you first and ask you, what are your thoughts on this situation? Um, and then, I, then I'll share uh, some of the things that I think is going to happen as a result of this. Cool, yeah. So uh, I have a lot to say. Uh, there's a few other things <laughs> on the back end as well that I've read about, and uh, I will address that uh, later. But let's get into uh, you know the, the meat of the situation. So um, the author, Andres Sapkowski, uh, you know, he wrote The Witcher back in the 90s or so. Um, and, you know, he uh, he allowed CD Projekt to buy the rights to make the video game. Now, when he initially, you know, did this deal, he uh, he, he wasn't expecting these games to, to blow up and sell a lot. So he, he opted to take more money up front as a deposit, you know. So, like, he wanted a large advance slash deposit you know um so cd project would pay him a large amount for the right to make the video game uh they did offer him at that point they offered him a profit share so that he would take less money up front but then he would share their the, whatever profit they made from making the game now if he would have took that deal things would have been okay because he would be profiting off of every sale of the witcher also but he because he didn't think the game was going to sell back then he chose to take more money you know for for them to purchase the rights so 
I see this as his own fault because, you know, he didn't see the vision. He didn't understand how big the video game could get. Um, so, and he opted to, ch- to choose more money. Um, I guess I can understand his, his position because I know a lot about the writing and the publishing industry. And, you know, if you're a small time author, you're really not making that much money. You know, um, it's, it's hard to really make a lot of money in the, in the book publishing industry unless, you know, you have a ton of books in, you know, in your catalog. Um, so I can understand his point of view back then, you know, he was probably like, look, I, I've wrote, I've wrote these books and they're not making that much money. So I'll take, you know, a, a large sum of money from CD project, uh, cause you know, the game's probably not going to sell anyway. So I'll just take this money real quick. That was probably his mentality. But of course we know these games blew up and CD project made a name for themselves and they made the Witcher, uh, popular like almost a household name to gamers you know to gamers know what the witcher is now um and they made a lot of money from it now when they were making a ton of money from it the author wasn't getting any money from the game what i will say is that because the witcher games were successful more people were buying his books and Mm. um ironically i almost bought the book last week before this new new story even broke just because <laughs> you know I, i've never read the books i played the games but i wanted to read the book as well and i was in the bookstore last week and i almost bought the book but you know i changed my mind at the last moment and then this new story broke a few days later so it's kind of ironic but but yeah um the witcher the games made the books more popular so more people were going to buy his books because of this game so he should that's one thing he should be happy about even though he's not getting the profit share now where this issue is starting to arise now i think is because you mentioned it the the soul caliber thing but Mm -hmm. also netflix so netflix purchased the rights to make a tv series now what i think happened is i think netflix gave him a large sum of money so he probably you know he probably thinks if netflix is is giving me this much i should be getting more from cd project and uh, perhaps the uh the negotiation was up for renewal for you know uh for cd project to continue using the license so I guess now that the negotiation was up, he wants to demand more money. And from what I read, CD Projekt declined because he, he was asking for $16 million, um, And CD Projekt declined and they did not want to pay him that much money. But, you know, CD Projekt are continuing to use the license because we see uh, The Witcher is, is in uh, Soul Calibur. And, uh, you know, they're, they're making the Gwent game still, you know, and they're still making money for all the other games. So now uh, the author, Andres Sapkowski, is choosing to sue CD Projekt to, to get that 60, 60 million. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is a, it's a sensitive situation, but I have to say I side with CD Projekt because... The fault was his initially because he didn't he he didn't choose the profit share he chose to take more money up front so because he made that decision that's where the issue lies fundamentally 
um and you know i mean of course he he probably wouldn't have he probably wouldn't have known how much the game would have been successful back then but still you know he should have been a bit more forward thinking he should have believed in cd project and he should have been preparing for what could happen you know with his property um but yeah this is one of those messy business situations um I don't think he should be overcharging CD Projekt because they've done a lot for him. They've raised awareness for his book, you know, in in a way that he couldn't have done himself. So he should be willing to negotiate with them more on, you know, peaceful terms. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of side with CD Projekt here. But what do you think, Rich? So, so I, before I get into what I thought, I, this, I, I do have a few questions I would like to ask. So first and foremost, now, just so I can understand from his point of view, you can answer this better than I can because I think that you follow books a little bit more closely. Is it possible for somebody to get more money from a book or from a video game? Because I don't know if I've heard of people getting millions for books, but I wanted to ask that question first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, it's rare for an author to get millions off of books. You know, it's, I mean, it's it's a rare, it's only a few people like J.K. Rowling, James Patterson, Stephen King. You know, you can you can count them on your your hands. You know, like the the really super successful authors out there. Um, so it's it's not always. Um, I mean, what does tend to happen though is a lot of book rights get bought by movie studios and then they make movies based on the book and then authors make money that way you know mm-hmm. um, the hate or, you give yeah exactly yep. and you know I, i'm sure there's been other games as well that have come from books as well um but yeah i think i think more money is in video games than in books uh because you know you're reaching more people through games whereas not everyone tends to read a lot of books so that's true that's true Okay, so so now now what I want to say is um, I definitely do think that he should have thought a little bit more when he was presented with this offer in the beginning to take the lump sum or to just decide to do some type of payment, some type of some type of contract where he does get a percentage of, you know, a certain amount of copies sold or I mean, he could have negotiated this a lot better. Uh, now, obviously, when they talked to CD, when he spoke to CD Project Red, I don't know if they told him with the initial deal it's going to be multiple games or how many games. I don't know if they told him that, but I would have said if the first game is a success, I mean you have nothing to lose. You know, you should think about. But, but obviously, he thought about well, I'm gonna just get this large lump of some sum of money up front, so I don't have to worry about if the stuff isn't successful. Then I I got my money. But yeah, he probably should have thought about that a little bit more. But um, I think that <clears throat> is a whole issue of the communication between him and the, in, in, in the studio, obviously. Um, and I, I I definitely side with CD Projekt Red that I do think that um, I, I understand them deciding that they did not that they were not going to give him the 16 million. That's fine because they figured there already was an agreement that we had in place. You got the money that you wanted, so that that's it. But they had to know in the back of my mind, I feel like even if before this stuff was public, because when it became public, that that's one thing I was concerned about. I'll get into that in a minute. But they had to know that this was coming 
because of the stuff with the Netflix deal, because of the fact that Gerald is now going to be in Soul Calibur, because of these other two games that that were released. Because I, I would have thought that he was still getting money from these other two games, but to know he didn't get anything from those games, um, that's interesting. So I will say that um, my concern with the situation is that CD Projekt Red is a company that they have built up a very positive reputation about themselves. One of the very few companies that um, they don't have microtransactions in their games. They they made they made a big deal about saying that that they don't do these practices. The the paid DLC, yeah, they did not do paid DLC for the longest time, but then they had DLC for The Witcher Three that they were charging people for. But they made sure that it was that you got your value for your money because most of that content lasted about six to eight hours. So I understand that they've always had have had positive mindset, and even with Cyberpunk coming out. And the fact that it was going to have online capabilities, people was asking if there's going to be microtransactions and stuff like that. And they have openly said, no, it's not going to be about that. My only issue is because they have portrayed themselves to have such a great reputation in this industry so far, when you see stuff like this happen, even though you could say that they was in the right not to give this guy money, there's going to be some people out there that definitely are going to say, well, this makes them look bad because it makes it look like they didn't honor they wasn't giving this guy anything for these for these games and that they're just using the license and they're not gonna going to to do anything further to you know incentivize you know incentivize him for for something that he created so that's the only concern that i have because we know firsthand when we've seen them at e3 every time we go to their their presentations it's fantastic they make you feel at home while you're watching the presentation and then they are very generous with the stuff that they give you because i know they gave i got a cyberpunk 2070 2077 statue when i went to the e3 conference i know when we went to go see the witcher we both got a statue and we also got a code for the game as well so they're very generous they do great phenomenal work my only concern is this issue here because it's now blown up and everybody knows about it now this will make people think negative of them as a studio um so so we'll see I'll, I'll go ahead yeah those people who might think negatively of them don't know the facts though because the thing is it was cd project who suggested that he take the profit share they suggested to him that he takes the profit share but he oh really cried. yeah like they oh. were the ones telling him you know we can do a profit share with you but he declined in favor of taking more money up front so I mean, they offered oh, well, it to him. So okay, so it, so so this is all on him then. All aspects. I didn't know that they offered him this 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 deal. So oh yeah, it's definitely it's definitely his fault. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it was it was all part of their pitch because you know back then they, you know, because he's he's a Polish guy too, and and they're a Polish developer, and they really just they were inspired by his work, and they wanted to you know they wanted to work together and in, in the long term and make something of it so they they came to him with the profit share idea but he chose to just take the money up front and that's why we are where we are like if he would have you know been smarter about his business back then things would have been cool now you know like they would have been making money together and um things would have been all sweet right now probably but uh now i guess because he's feeling himself a little bit because of the netflix deal 
and you know because people are buying his books now because because of what cd project has done he feels like he can you know extort them and and try and get more money from them and that's a shame because because they they were really the best marketing he ever had for his book so just the fact that he's now trying to extort them for money is is a bit sad to see but yeah cd project definitely aren't in the wrong here in my opinion interesting yeah that's a bad that's a real messy situation now um you know the other thing that that i do have now a concern because obviously when i read the article it said that oh this guy was going to be very aggressive in his pursuit to get that money so you know going through a lot of different uh you know legal situations uh trying to get this thing on, on a much higher stage my, my only concern now though is now that i now that we know that this is something that's going to be ongoing until they get they come to some type of resolution now does this pretty much mean that we won't see any more witcher games now because they will have to be concerned about having to deal with this guy or do you think that they'll still continue to operate as as they intend to regardless of what happens with, with him yeah, I mean, depending how this turns out, uh, you know, I, I don't think we're we're gonna see anymore. I mean, they they've got the Gwent game, and that still features, uh, you know, Witcher lore heavily. Um, so I'm not sure what's happening with that in particular, but I don't think we're gonna see any more new games. Like me and you have uh, talked about, you know, maybe they're working on a game about Siri, you know, the other Witcher character. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen now until they they handle this this lawsuit, you know. Um, so if this goes bad, we're probably not going to see any new Witcher games from CD Projekt. But you know, it's good that they are working on their own original IPs now because they they have uh, Cyberpunk. So at least they have other things they can fall back on. They can start to create their own IPs even. Yeah. So um, I guess that's good. You know, they're, they're definitely capable of doing that, but um, see, that was, I'll go ahead, Kara. So yeah, no, I, I just was going to say, see, I, I now I, I may have to do a little bit more research on Cyberpunk because I, 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 part of me thought that the Cyberpunk 2077 is inspired by Cyber Cyberpunk 2020, which is another is something else that came out, you know, back in the day. Um, but oh, I yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah. so I, I don't know if, if this is still a, a completely original concept. I mean, it, it, it certainly can be original, but I have to check that. It's a uh, it's a tabletop game or something, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I see. I, I I I have no idea. I do agree. It's good that they're working on something else because I do feel for the longest time because, you know, The Witcher, I mean, when I started playing their games, it, it, for the, the majority, I remember the first game I played was The Witcher 2, and then, of course, 3. So I've only known about The Witcher games. I did get a chance to check out Gwent, and I thought that was good as well. Uh, so I, I do think it's good for, the, for you to do, for them as a studio, to do other projects so that you're not only known as the people that make The Witcher. Um, but, yeah... I'm very curious to see what happens with this situation because I think they could tell so many stories in that universe. So now to know that you have all of these things going on with the with the author that might be in jeopardy, um, yeah, there's, there's some concern about that. But again, glad that they're doing cyberpunk. And if they have any other ideas, it's great for them to branch out. So 
this is this is good. Let, let's just hope though that the creators of Cyberpunk 2020 don't come back and say, "Hey, well, hold on a second. This game blew up that y'all made, so now we need some more money too." <laughs> so, so hopefully that doesn't happen, or, yeah. or hopefully they took the profit sharing, which is what this guy should have did from day one. <laughs> yeah, that, I think this needs to be a notice to you know other uh, game studios who want to take other IPs. Like, you need to make sure all these terms are fully in writing, and that you know you can't have a situation like this where the creator comes back you know like 20 years later or however many years later and demands more money you know um so yeah you have to make sure you get all the business sorted out 100 percent. but um this also leads to the other point i wanted to make now uh there, there's this other fantasy author out there who's like one of my favorites and he's called brandon sanderson and he's written a successful fantasy series called Mistborn. Mm-hmm. And when when this news broke about, you know, the Witcher author, uh, you know, wanting to sue CD Projekt, Brandon Sanderson, who's, he's actually a, a big video game guy, like he, he's into video games. Um, but he responded to this story on Reddit, you know, because he has a Reddit account. He has his own subreddit you know where he discusses his books and stuff but mm-hmm. when this story broke he responded to the the reddit post and said i would be willing to give my misborn series to cd project for free just because i want to see it made into a video game so, so the fact that he's doing that and misborn is a much more successful fantasy series in books than than the witcher uh, series is so him coming out and saying that it completely undermines the the witcher author you know uh, (laughs) completely and and when you know when brandon sanderson made that post that became news as well like people took that post and made news news stories from that so you know uh i'm I'm pretty sure that that's gonna you know become a, a a big deal and cd project might even hear about it uh, but yeah, I mean, when you have successful fantasy authors coming out and saying they'd be willing to give their IP rights to CD Projekt for free, you know, that makes this guy, you know, seem a bit irrational. So, <laughs> yeah, although I will say that may not be the best business deal for him to do if he does decide, well, I'm going to do this for free. Yeah, when he says free though, I think he means like he wouldn't want any money up front. Like he yeah. would, it would just be profit share basically. So like he'd he'd split the profit with them, but they could just take the IP without paying him up front. Uh, I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, um, very curious to see where 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 this where this whole saga goes. Uh, you know. CD Projekt Red, they, they, they're trying to finish Cyberpunk 2077 right now because we do know that that's being distributed by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. Um, that's coming out sometime in 2019. That's the speculation. There is no real release date yet because no one has said anything. But um, 2019 is the best guess. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle the situation with this, Witcher, with, with, with this Witcher author. He definitely is the one that's in the wrong especially when you consider that he had the option 
And he declined that option. No, I want that money. I guess he really, really needed that money at the time. Wasn't thinking about the long-term potential of the series. But um, we'll see. Hopefully it gets resolved. Hopefully we'll still see more Witcher uh, games in the future. But again, I, I don't know now because I feel like this guy could try to come after them if they try to release more Witcher stuff. So um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, someone said uh, CD Projekt already confirmed that there would be a Witcher 4. But I mean, with this lawsuit now happening, I'm pretty sure that's going to be put on hold because they can't really do that if there's a pending lawsuit. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. When did they make that confirmation? I thought that was a while ago that they said that. There wasn't something they said recent about Witcher Four, correct? Yeah, I, I don't think that was recent. Yeah, so so that was before this news came out, um, at least. But uh, man, that's a, a sticky situation. Um, because the thing is, this I fully, I fully side with CD Projekt Red, but I, I, I can also sympathize as a, as an author. You know, this guy probably went out one day. You know, maybe he went out to dinner or something. You know, and he comes back home, uh, gets on his computer and sees Henry Cavill has just joined the, the Netflix uh, Witcher series. Said, "What? What? What? Really?" And then you know, he goes to another website and then he sees Soul Calibur. Garrel is in Soul Calibur. So I could just imagine him going through these stages of denial. And eventually the meltdown, which got him to the point that he is now, where he is now saying, no, I need to come after these guys. So I can understand that. But for the the Netflix show, though, uh, they they struck that deal directly with the author because they didn't. Oh, okay. They didn't go through CD Projekt for that. So what I think happened is I think Netflix gave him a a really good price for the show. And that's probably what made him think he's not making enough from the, the game uh i see uh, yeah because you, you you did mention that early okay i see what you're saying yeah i see what you're saying okay yeah all right so yeah so in other words he's trying to be greedy yeah. that's all it is that's all it is so no he got his money from netflix you know or you know that. what I, well, you know what i think really happened like What's... netflix paid him so much money that now he can afford a lawyer so like you know now well, yeah. I, I will. I, well, I, I will say this: that that that's a good one. That mm-hmm. makes sense. I just hope for his sake, wherever he lives, because you know this guy is in Poland, right? He's not over here in the United States, is he? Yeah, he. Well, I mean, I don't know where he's currently living, but he's from Poland. So I just want to say this: wherever he's at, I hope that he is nowhere near Monique, because <laughs> if she knows he got all this money from Netflix, oh, she she will be coming after him as well. So he got to be very careful. He got to watch his back. You know, that's 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 some serious stuff right there. Because the Netflix deals, Aaron was talking about them millions. But um, so he he got his money. So he's just greedy now. So no, we we can't no we can't feel sorry for this guy at all now. I, I mean, especially when they offered him the profit sharing. You know, I I would have I, I think anyone who has a brain would have said profit sharing, unless if you really 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 desperately need money right now. Um, you still have to say profit sharing because I mean this this is about video games. It's more than one game, and you know it would would have made a lot more money that way. But it is what it is. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But um, this situation isn't over. I'm just curious to know what's going to happen. How this? How, what is the resolution they're going to come to? 
and whether or not we're going to still get Witcher games. So we'll see. We'll see how that how this how this pans out. Yeah, I mean, the ideal scenario when you're negotiating for something like that is to to get both to get a deposit and get the profit share. So like, let's say, uh, I mean, these aren't actual figures, but let's say um, CD Projekt paid him. 50,000 for you know uh the rights to make that first game or whatever yeah um and you know obviously he didn't take the profit share but let's say instead of taking the 50,000 you instead take 10,000 and then you also take a profit share that's the best scenario because you cover yourself on both ends you're getting some money up front and then you're also getting the profit share so if the game blows up you're making money from it yeah. But um, the way he did it is he just took the fifty thousand and he, you know, he didn't expect the game to blow up. But that's that's definitely a bad practice because uh, <laughs> you, you want to cover yourself in case in case this game does blow up and become the biggest thing ever. You know, you want you want a piece of that. So, well, he he was thinking about the here and now. He wasn't thinking about the investment. Um, but. That definitely is something that he should have considered, and that that, in my opinion, that is a, a far smarter investment than if somebody was to invest in cryptocurrency, depending on what coin you decide to invest in. So, at um, bad decisions, but um, he got his Netflix money, so I don't feel any. I don't feel sorry for him. He he got millions. So, listen, you got money, just relax, be happy with that. And 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 my whole thing is. The whole thing about Witcher 4, if it ever happens, I think now that you put out this whole lawsuit thing, this gives CD Projekt Red a very bad look at you as a business partner. And they may decide, well, no, you know what? We're fine. They may not do any any deals with him now. And they and like I said, if Cyberpunk does take off, which is very, very, very possible, then that could be their new IP. And then they don't need to go back to The Witcher. But I hope it doesn't come to that because... Again, there's still so many stories they can tell in that universe. Um, but again, we'll see how this situation gets resolved. But just crazy, crazy overall for that to go down. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. So um, any other thoughts on uh, this particular situation before we get ready to wrap up tonight's show? No, just that I hope they, they're able to come they're able to come to some sort of settlement and that we do get more Witcher games because CD Projekt did a great job with them but also I wouldn't be opposed to seeing CD Projekt do new things as well because they're, they're very talented so uh, there's a lot they could do but yeah I, I yeah I, I, I agree with that um, I think I think one thing and we mentioned Telltale earlier the one thing about Telltale is I feel like they've never had a chance to really work on their own game they kept using up these licenses and you know wolf among us i I love that game walking dead fantastic and in my personal opinion that game and what they've done for that game is 20 times better than what anything that amc has done with the walking dead in the last couple of years and i say that with full confidence um but yeah they never got a chance to do any of their own original stuff so i i I do agree with what you say cd project red has proven what they can do with the witcher license they're going to do great with cyberpunk but yeah if they do decide to do something totally different i mean i think that they definitely could do that and i think that they should do that or at least consider that for the future 
um, so that they don't always have to rely on these licenses to make a game. Uh, I mean, I feel like they, they've built up a strong enough following now where they can do this. So hopefully this is the approach they're going to take in the future. Then they won't have to worry about stuff like having to, you know, try, try to do a profit sharing. And then the guy declines it and then he comes back and say, no, I want my money. So they won't have this issue, though, if they create their own original IP, period. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah, I fully expect that. Um the author is probably going to lose this case if it, you know, if it goes all the way. So I, I think it's probably going to come down to a settlement. They're probably going to just settle behind the scenes. So. But, 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 you know, I, 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 I would just say this. If I got a Netflix deal and I got millions of dollars, there's no way in hell I'm going to blow that money on a lawyer for this case. So I, I just don't get it. Maybe I think a little bit differently. If I have millions, I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe that deal didn't work out, but you know what? Let me talk to CD Projekt Red about what they're going to do with the next Witcher game. And then at that point, I will see if I can renegotiate that deal and get profit sharing on the next Witcher game. That would have been a better way to handle this. But millions of dollars, and then you decide, let me go ahead and give the, give some of this money to the lawyer. I, I would not have done that. I mean, it doesn't matter if I was the one that made the mistake. I wouldn't have did that because this is this is millions of dollars. So yeah. I just don't get that at all. But um, it is what it is. Yes. We'll see what happens. But um, I think that about covers it for the Witcher topic. Was there any, anything else you wanted to mention uh, before we get ready to wrap up the show? Any other gaming-related topics or so on and so forth? Uh, that's pretty much it for now. It wasn't okay. really a news heavy week, but yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, not not too much news and too many games to play. So, but yes, that that concludes our episode of the Co-op Podcast for this week. Uh, I do want to make a couple of quick announcements. First and foremost, I want to give a congratulations to uh, our Assassin's Creed Odyssey winner, uh, Kip. Uh, yeah, I've already spoken to spoken to him. So he does. He did win Assassin's Creed Odyssey. We thank everybody for entering the giveaway. Uh, we are going to be doing another giveaway soon, and there will be an announcement about this. Uh, as I mentioned before, you can probably guess what the game is because there's only one really huge major game coming out this year. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about Call of Duty, you know. And then some of you may think uh, Smash Brothers. Also a great game, also a big deal, but there's one massive game coming out very, very soon. We're probably going to do a giveaway for it, so make sure you stay tuned to the website, uh, and we, we will have a uh, you know a couple other ways for you to win, so stay tuned for that. That announcement will be coming, I want to say, maybe next week, but we'll see. Um, want to give a shout-out to everybody on staff. Um, give a personal shout-out to Mr. Jake James Lugo. I know he's currently been experiencing uh, a lot of issues. Um, hopefully this stuff does get resolved over time. But I did want to send my well wishes to him and his family because I know we've all gone through some tough things in life. I've had quite a, a rough 2018 myself, but I, I haven't really said much about that. I don't, I don't want to really come out there and be open about everything that I've experienced. But I'm just saying whenever you go through some stuff in life, uh, Normally, eventually things do turn around, and hopefully his situation does turn around for the better. We all we wish him well with his family, and that everything does improve over time. Because 
there's enough going on in this world now. We don't need to be stressed about that as well. So definitely want to send my well wishes to him and his family. Want to give a shout out to uh, the rest of the staff, Tatiana. Um, she is working on a Life is Strange uh, season two review, so you can stay tuned for that. Give a shout out to Mr. Anthony Nash. He just reviewed Assassin's Creed Odyssey. The review is on the website right now. Um, I definitely want to pick up that game. The game is, you know, I was, I was, I wanted to get that game before. After I read his review, though, even more so, I definitely want to check it out. So check out his review. Uh, Dana is currently at New York Comic Con. She has a couple of things that she's been working on, so stay tuned for that. And as I said, we are going to be having a lot of other shows we're going to be recording here soon for a lot of upcoming shows as well that I can't really talk about yet. But um, yeah, just want to give out a shout out to everybody on the staff, as well as Gary here for, you know, always being around to help out on all, all the stuff that we do. So um, yes, give a shout out to everybody on staff. Thank and you. I hope that, oh yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, I'm going to now pass the mic over to you, Gary, for uh, the shout outs as well. Oh, yeah. So, uh, as always, big shouts to our Patreon supporters, M. Collins, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Miguel, and Antonio Rogers, and Sean Gorety. Uh, as you guys know, you are always automatically introduced into our giveaways whenever they are live. So, you know, big shouts to all our Patreon supporters. We appreciate you. Um, and, you know, like Rich said, big shouts to all those on staff. Uh, you know, my wishes, my best wishes are with JJ and his family. Uh, shouts to Dana and Tony, who are out at New York Comic Con currently. Mm -hmm. um, shouts to Tatiana, you know, and, um, you know, uh, Max and the throwdown team and everyone else doing good work at the coalition and big shouts to rich as well because i know you, you do a lot in your real life you know you're, you're you're doing a lot at the moment trying to you know maintain your 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 real life and everything but then you also have time to to run the site and i know that that's hard to balance you know both those things so uh big shouts to you so. oh yeah appreciate it Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. You know, eventually one day we'll we'll go. We'll, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do a show where we talk in more detail about what it's like trying to balance both real life and the gaming stuff while also getting older. You know, but um, we'll talk about that in the future for sure. But um, yes, thank you, and uh, thank you to everybody that's watching live. If you're watching live or you, you're watching later, we appreciate your continued support. Uh, hope that you all have a fantastic weekend and um, we will talk to you all next week.